Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hello, 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 Delora. Hey, Ashley. Back for another week, another recap. This time, as I said, did not find a project that I necessarily wanted to do that was new, that was spooky for spooky season. But this one gives us plenty of scares in the form of what can happen to the fragility of the male ego when one significant other surpasses them in certain ways. So our recap for today, Fair Play, newly released on Netflix, came out October 6th. Quick summary for you guys. An unexpected promotion at a cutthroat hedge fund pushes a newly engaged couple's relationship to the brink. Do you enjoy finance projects? Because finance is not an area, even though I work now technically working certain ways with finance. Yeah. It's, a, it's not an area I love as far as content. So I, I try to learn a little bit along the way. Uh, it's always interesting because I think courtesy of Michael Douglas, greed is always center, front and center. Mm, Michael Douglas was in Wall Street and what was the other disclosure? He did a lot of like workplace situation like in the 90s films what was the other one 80s, 80s 80s 90s you're right 80s because um the one with him and glenn close was 80s <laughs> it's basically fatal, fatal attraction attraction wall yeah. street yeah. yeah and then there's one more i can't think of right now where it was like a game the game was it called the game i think it was called the game and he it was um, a lot going on in that movie but yeah you're right michael douglas was an OG in this game. He would have absolutely been in this film if this film was made 20 yeah. years ago. Easy. Yeah. Now he's a lovable grandpa in Ant-Man, but... <laughs> <laughs> Father time. It hits us all. But I just wanted to ask that question because when I was thinking about this movie for the recap, and once we give our grades and all of that, I think that also has an effect on my grade. So let me give a little bit more detail for you guys real quick. So this is written and directed by Chloe DeMont. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say the last financial movie that I enjoyed was The Big Short from 2015. I watched that as well. Cast Phoebe Denver as Emily and Alden Einrich. I hope I'm pronouncing you guys' names right today as Luke. Reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, 87% critic score, 51% audience score, 75% of Google users gave this film a thumbs up. Dolora, what is your grade for Fair Play? Well, let me first start off by saying this movie should have been entitled Red Flags, you know? Because <laughs> boy, oh boy, Right. We will get into it later. Ultimately, it was a subtle movie. 
and I was thoroughly engaged. It was to the point. I appreciated the evolution. I was entertained. I give it a B. Okay. As I said, I think because I'm not a huge finance person, a lot of the jargon goes over my head. I think it's interesting. I think it's informative. It's obviously always this pressure cooker feeling when you're in the workspaces of finance. Like when you watch projects, like it gives me industry vibes, the show from HBO in certain ways, even though that's set in England. And so that coupled with, I don't know if I feel like I got enough time in the honeymoon phase before the just fall off a cliff deterioration <laughs> that we're going to find ourselves in. I wanted a little bit more of that honeymoon. You um, wanted more of the journey. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a C for me on this project because I am so happy to see stories being told by women always. And this is yes. an important story to be able to see and to be depicted and to have an understanding of and a relatability to and all of that. And Chloe said this was just a story that was burning inside of her. She felt like she just had to tell. And I so respect that. But as a viewer, I just, you know, I just was my vibe when I was watching it was like, oh my gosh, I despise Luke. I feel like the tension and the stress of it. And so it just was not my favorite viewing experience, but I appreciate the storytelling for sure. So, and to that point, I do like finance stuff, right? So for me, I'm like, oh yeah, this is interesting. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, he's a fucking idiot. Don't listen to him. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't know anything about the market. (laughs) Go with your gut. always trust your gut especially ladies listen okay we're gonna get there we're definitely gonna get there all right guys spoiler alert we're gonna get into it so luke and emily they're the only two actors i named because that is their story right it's the focus of our film they are a couple who go is going strong at the very start of the movie right they're attending a family wedding after a little um i guess we gonna call it mishap in the bathroom, uh, Luke proposes, but Emily is reluctant. Like you can sense a hesitation on her part to say yes. yes. So off the bat, Delora, how did you feel about this couple when we meet them? And what'd you think of Emily's hesitation to accept Luke's proposal? I felt like he was absolutely like in the infatuation stage of the relationship. And so much so that I'm like, oh, he's more in it than she is when she was shocked to see, you know, the engagement. I did like this setup because obviously we learn more about the couple as the movie goes on. But to me, I'm like any man who's not afraid of blood, you know, When have we ever seen this depicted on screen like this before? That had to be a woman director. Exactly. That took me aback the first time I saw it because remember the hoopla over Ryan Gosling giving Michelle Williams head in that film that they did together? It was was a driver. It was blue something moon right something along those lines and that's why the movie ended up getting like an nc-17 rating and all this stuff and so i'm like look at this now no, but what happened it was just the depiction of them having a sexual 
scene where he was giving her head that they made it seem like was just so salacious at the time, right? And so now we're at a point where not only is he giving her head, but she's on her period and it's a whole situation. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, this is progress. This is progress. On a major, major front. But you also see that blood is a running theme throughout this film in general. Because it's going to start with blood and it's going to end with some blood, right? (laughs) Yep. So first time I was watching this, and even the second time, I agree with you. I felt that infatuation. Like, even though they've been together, I think they say two years, you feel yeah. that early stage. We still excited. We still love fucking, you know, yep. we, we going strong. You know what I'm saying? We about to go get, have a quickie in the bathroom. Excitement. And my brother's wedding. Yes. And so you could definitely tell that they were still very lovey-dovey. And so it made me wonder at the time, like, is the hesitation just because, hey, we're still figuring this thing out more so than I don't know about you. But when I read articles subsequently after I watched the movie, it was like, well, maybe we should have taken her hesitation as she's seen some red flags and does not necessarily think he's husband material. Yeah. He's caught up in the moment of, well, this is romantic and he he proposed. Well, that and it's like, you're not about to propose to me at somebody else's wedding. Like, I'm not about to steal somebody's thunder like that. I want my own day. (laughs) Why was he carrying the ring around? Do you think it's because he had plans to propose there or he had just been carrying it around? And so then it fell out the pocket. So now we got to go ahead and do this. I'm pretty sure it was the latter. I that's a common trope, you know, me and I love a good romance movie and books. That's a common throw trope. Like, oh my goodness, it was in my glove compartment for months and I was waiting for the right time. Like, so for me, it didn't take, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, wasn't a big leap. Despite their engagement, because she does say, okay. To the <laughs> not, not a yes. Not a yes. And okay. We discovered that they work at the same finance firm and act like mere co-workers professionally. So my thought was like, how is this going to work? Yep. Y'all are engaged now. When are we going to tell people? Exactly. Like when they got up, she was looking at her ring and defined it on the kitchen counter. I was like, what is this? And then they separate as if they were going in different directions just to end up on the same elevator. I was like, oh, first of all, I was thinking, this is real sexy. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> and like you don't know me and in an appropriate kind of way, because obviously their jobs were on the line, not the I'm afraid to claim you kind of deal. But well, no, that's a good point to bring up is the fact that they're hiding it because it is literally against company policy. It's not just like, oh, we may make each other look bad in front of coworkers because we're having a relationship. It is literally against rules. And in addition to that, to me, that was the initial reasoning for her hesitation. Like, oh, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> we work together. We are on the grind. I cannot be tied to you in this business setting for my reputation. Cause you know, you and I always talk about being the only black woman in corporate spaces, but um, in very male dominated areas like finance, they're already looking at you side eye cause you're, you know, in your childbearing years, so to speak. So you definitely don't want to hit your hatch on a coworker. And let's be clear about that. Male dominated 
to the 100th degree because there was not another woman that we saw in this office. So the environment that she found herself in was definitely a toxic masculinity setting over the course of this film. The the discussions that are had amongst the guys in the office. Yep. Quite inappropriate. It's less than stimulating. I'm like, why do y'all have so much power? Y'all are stupid. (laughs) Exactly. Idiots. When a promotion opportunity comes up at work, Luke and Emily think it's going to go to Luke after overhearing some office gossip, right? Celebrate prematurely because guess what? It's Emily who receives that promotion. She is called to drinks at 2 a.m. Her reaction, though, is not enthusiasm. She's apologetic to Luke, right? Because she feels bad that they just knew he was about to get this promotion and she gets it instead. Give me your thoughts on that. You get this huge, exciting news, but instead of being excited to share with your partner, you're terrified because you know that it's going to cause a problem. Unfortunately, that happens a lot in a lot in unhealthy relationships. <laughs> like A woman is afraid to f- fly because her man is not at her level or something along those lines. And I'm just like, is the male ego that fragile? Look at the Oscars curse that's on many women. We've talked about this before. Reaching the highest levels within their career field only to be not only left or or going through a divorce, but like scandal-ridden situations, cheated on publicly. I have to say... I did give Luke at the time a bit of grace because they are competitors at the end of the day. They are. And I would be wounded. Like one of the jokes that uh, David and I had on very early is that uh, we, we can be competitive. And there was a game we were playing and he was winning and he wanted me to hug and kiss him for winning. And I'm like, sir, we are playing against each other. I am collecting my thoughts and feelings. I don't have time to give you hugs and kisses because you're happy for yourself. Yay for you. Yay. You hilarious. And I never knew you were competitive until me, you and Shamika <laughs> played Bridgerton Monopoly, y'all. And I was not ready. Like, I forget what I did to Shamika. I think I used a card in such a way to like took her property or something. And I was like, you know, I'm sorry. She was like, uh-uh, stand on it. Stand on what you've done. And I was like, oh, y'all on another level with these games, huh? So competitive. I know what I was stepping into. We took pictures of where we left off because we couldn't finish the game. Yes, they did, guys. Yes, they did. Now, I can't sit here and act like I'm not competitive because I am. But I Monopoly, I don't like Monopoly. So that's my thing. That's That's my gripe with Monopoly. But I played some games at a game night recently. And I got quite upset because we had such a weak link. Let me just, let me tell y'all a quick story. Yeah, taboo, the game of taboo, right? Oh my, you okay. know, the basic rules of taboo. One of them is when you're up there reading a card, trying to help people get the clues, you don't read the words that are listed as don't say these words, right? We had one person on our team who gave every single point 
to the other team because she kept saying every freaking word on that card. I was done. I said, let's move on to the next game. I'm over this. Like, I don't mind losing if I truly lost. That was a surrender. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, and it was girls against guys. And y'all know guys be talking mad shit. I was so mad. I was like, let's move on to the next game. I can't take this. So yeah. Yeah. It can get to you. But one thing I wanted to ask you about this with the movie is, do you feel like it would have been less contentious if they did not work in the same office? Like even if they just worked in the same industry or even if they just were in a similar place in terms of growth in life, they made it, do you think they made it more visceral by them directly being in the same office together? 1000%. I mean, if they worked in the same industry at different firms, I feel like the possibility of him being jealous is is still there but the impact would be different here they're literally on the same level now performance we we learn more about that as the movie goes on but the assumption is they're both high performers high performance same playing field and again why was the rumor that luke was going to get it and not her right you know because there are no other women in the office Exactly. So people probably never thought she was going to make it necessarily past being an analyst. And the level of competitiveness and cutthroatness within that office did seem quite high. Like the boss, yep. when he gave her this promotion, said, how many years you've been with us, too? Guess how many people made it to three? Like right. not many. You know what I'm saying? So it was a high pressure office setting a situation and a tone that he obviously sets amongst his employees. But I agree with you. I think they intentionally made them direct competitors and co-workers to just heighten that feeling of tension but you know what I thought about too with Luke is had he been more honest with himself and with Emily about his disappointment and not try to just pretend like oh I'm good maybe he could have felt those feelings and worked through them and processed them better because I think it was him trying to pretend like oh everything's good everything's fine I'm so happy for you that also made it worse like you know you're not fine. She can tell you're not fine. So let's just exactly. address the elephant in the room and be like, yeah, this sucks. What What do you think I can do possibly? What should we do? What's the game plan so that I can get the next promotion? You know what I'm saying? So wish he had handled it better from the outset. But things begin to go to shit, right? Emily tries to help help Luke optically at, at work because he is working under her essentially when she gets this promotion. He is now her analyst. Yep. And so she's like, I want to help you get the next promotion. But over drinks to Laura, the boss basically tells her he's just waiting for Luke to quit. Crazy. Ouch. Would you have told your man what he said? Because she didn't. I think she knew she was dealing with a fragile heart. (laughs) And decided not to say something. Truly fragile. Um. Uh, me personally in relationships i'm i'm too blunt you know i'm too too to the point i remember one time i told dave i was like am i too straightforward he was like if i had a problem with that we wouldn't be together as long as we <laughs> he's like i know who you are and i'm like yeah i don't like when things fester and i feel like again speaking to the initial hesitation and the engagement she she didn't have that level of confidence in her relationship to really be honest with him. 
And also Although I would have said something. I would have definitely been like, you know what Bob said? <laughs> also think it's delicate, right? Because it's like, how do you deliver that news to him? Maybe that's the part she hadn't figured out yet. And, but I do think it would have been important to disclose it for his own future, right? To let him yep. know you're climbing a ladder that towards somewhere you're never going to reach because exactly. you could tell by the boss that he's not a, he's a no nonsense type of guy. He's made up his mind about you. He said, literally he hired you as a favor. Okay. You're never going to make it to the next level. So yeah, that was something that I felt like she should have she should have been honest with him about. But as I said, Luke acts like he's cool. And yes, slowly but surely that facade unravels. He's no longer affectionate. He's not in the mood for sex. He criticizes Emily. I was like, wow, he's out here just tearing her down wherever he can. And I'm just like, there was nothing wrong with her outfits before calling her a freaking cupcake. I was nothing. like, she was cute. He felt some type of way because she was telling him he didn't need whatever expensive training course he decided to pay for that was three grand. So he was upset that she wasn't on board or supportive of that and felt like he needed to lash out. But again, there's a lot that could have been discussed and communicated between the two of them that was not. And it starts to affect the work because after taking some bad guidance from Luke, Emily has a very rough day at work, loses $25 million. I'm like, sis, your CEO told you that old dude has made foul calls in the past and that he's literally waiting for him to quit. But you're going to give him that much faith? He also said, he is here to support your vision, not direct it. So he had some strong words for her when this happened. What did you think of her boss's treatment of her, including calling her out of her name? Obviously, it's unacceptable, but people, <sighs> she needs to learn how to set boundaries. If she felt uncomfortable about it, she should have said something. But in, but instead, she just internalized it and, and took it on the chin. So... I would not thrive under those conditions personally. I would have been like, what? I need to be watered and sunned. Okay. Like I am not a cactus. Okay. <laughs> Cause I feel like in those type of industries is very dry and very like every man, woman and child for themselves. Basically. I think the disrespect really struck a nerve with me during that scene of like, is this even a place that you want to be, Emily? Like, yeah, we've seen his level of disregard for Luke, but how long is it going to be until he turns on you when you're no longer valuable to him? This is one occasion where you've lost money. Obviously, Literally other co-workers have lost money. first time. Yeah, exactly. And this is and how he treats you. It like, like every relationship, there's your work relationship. And, you know, the saying is, you need to know how your partner is when they're mad in order you to know to if this is in all, <laughs> in all facets before you lock it down. Yes. And it's like, this is the first time and you're literally smacking me in the face with this? A no dumb thank you. effing bitch is what he called her twice to her, in her face, face. In her office, in front of another colleague. Toxic. 
toxic work environment, Insane. guys. Do not accept this type of behavior in the workplace. You can find somewhere to go and be treated much better. Especially when we heard her credentials, right? At 17, she was published in the Wall Street Journal. She was exactly. a rising star. She pulled herself out of wherever she grew up. She did not have a silver spoon in her mouth, made it to Harvard. You know, he said, you've run circles around your peers, right? So yep. Emily was going to be successful no matter what firm or what hedge fund she found herself in. That's the vibe that I got from her stature and her accomplishments so far within this film. And so I'm like, you don't have to take this. You don't have to accept this, Emily. Don't let these men treat you like this, right? But luckily, she does turn this situation around by trusting her own instincts, which is what we were talking about at the very start, right? Because she wants to, you know, bet on this uh, fund that is kind of litigious. There's some litigious things going on with it. Luke yeah. wants her to go in a different direction, but she sticks to her guns and she's right. I literally have in my notes, she always had what she needed to be successful herself. I was like, he's a fucking idiot. Trust your gut. <laughs> that's, that's all I would say. I was like, you are just getting egg off your face and you're going to let him talk to you and, and tell you what you get, need to do. Possibly get caught for insider trading. No, thank you. Trust your gut. You didn't get in this role for nothing, right? You're here, not him. And I think it was such a good moment to reflect on, too, because not only are you listening to your butt, gut and trusting yourself with a, a fellow coworker, but also a partner, right? Where sometimes we invest so heavily in our relationships with the people who are closest to us that we value their opinion and their voice more than we value our own. Exactly. And so That's in so this, true. yeah, in this case, it's like, nah, girl. Trust your own voice. Let your conscience and your own instinct be your guide. And that commission check of $575,000. Ashley, I was like, if I got that check today, insanity. That would be insane. This is why I need to learn about finance. Because what? Well, that's another thing. I was like, no wonder. There's so much on the line. But then at the end of the day, it's like your health, your mental sanity. <laughs> Well, I mean, because it just becomes greed at a certain yes. point. Like you don't, yes. then you're you're just solely focused on money. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it becomes, it comes to a point where it gets crazy. Like the only financial that I really, really got into for, for seasons was Billions on Showtime. I did <laughs> really, really get into Billions because I really liked Axe. But yeah, I mean, $575,000 for one transaction. <laughs> I'm in the wrong business, baby. I'm in the wrong Ashley! business. Ashley! That's more than many people's net worth that they'll ever have in life. <laughs> in life! So, damn. Um, when another promotion comes up, Luke literally gets on his knees. This man was on his knees a lot in this movie. To beg their boss for the job. He says the company is his religion and the boss is his God. He says that the boss is the reason why Luke even got into finance after hearing him speak at a thing when he was in college. It explained so much and was quite embarrassing. Please give me your thoughts because this scene, <laughs> this scene was one of the most pivotal scenes of this entire movie to me. 
I was thinking there's no way this is worth it. Like <laughs> doing entirely too much for me. He came just in so him, hot. Just for the man to figuratively smush him in the face. <laughs> Basically, he said, have you met the new guy? He's the new PM. Is there anything else you need to get off your chest? I mean, he didn't even acknowledge the words you said about his influence on your life, on your Nothing. career. Nope. He looked down on you for damn sure. And you made a fool of yourself. But it explained so much because you kept wondering why he was so gung-ho about staying at the firm. Because Emily was telling him, like, I can put your resume out to Avenue, another hedge fund, whatever. This firm may, just does not want you. I don't think it wants you. And he didn't want to hear any of it. And <laughs> what they say, go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. Girl, I'm like, this was like, if I ever saw somebody do something like this at the workplace, I'd be like, let's go have a chat. This is not healthy. And for him to revere the boss in this regard was, it seemed very unhealthy. Instead of quitting though, like a normal person, Luke disappears after a big fight with Emily. They laid it, they laid it all on the line. It was ugly. And when he finally shows up back at work, he is drunk. He spills the tea on him and Emily and has to be escorted out of the building. How do you think you would have reacted? <laughs> I would I would not have acknowledged him. I would have kept on with the presentation until mm. he made until he brought it to the room. I would have just continue to do my job because it was obvious that he was a lost cause at that point she had still been covering for him she had had another analyst you know covering his job for him she was leaving him voicemails concerned about him i'm like emily this man clearly does not want to be bothered and why are you still fighting for this relationship this relationship is over in my opinion what are we fighting for at this point but i'm not in love and I know love can make you blinded to a lot of things. But as soon as he walked up in there drunk like that, I would have been like, okay, I'm gonna go get security real quick. Like, I don't even think I would have given him the opportunity to have the display that he had. Like the boss is too laid back. You can tell in multiple scenes throughout this movie, whenever there's been any type of incident, violence, you had the one guy who was breaking everything in his office when he got fired. Yeah. Boss didn't blink, right? He's used to this level of chaos around him of people's reactions but if i'm emily oh you ain't getting two words out your mouth bro because i already know how this is about to go <laughs> i'm gonna need to get you up out of here because you about the you about to do too much and he did and and he absolutely did but the way he put her on on front street like that was insane he said she did say if i ate her pussy she would give me a promotion. I was like, whoa, Chile. Imagine being a coworker that day. Ooh, I would have been going home cackling. <laughs> I <cannot laughs> believe the shit that happened at work today. Woo-wee. So we got to talk about this engagement party. Against their wishes, Emily's mom, her mom was a trip throughout this completely movie. uncalled for i mean to be fair yes emily should have had better communication but 
I'm also going to need mama to take a hint. I'm going to need you to have several seats. If I'm not calling you back, if I'm not texting you back, that means that I don't want to be bothered, disturbed, whatever right now. I'm going through some things. I got to figure my stuff out. So for you to take it upon yourself to then throw me an engagement party. Now, granted, you should still be respectful. Like there was a text she sent to her mom, like, who the F is Debbie? Oh, no. You don't. No. No. You're tripping. But her mom definitely, their relationship did not work for me. I was like, you're doing too much. You're being disrespectful. And then you, mom, you've taken it to an extreme. Going and telling Luke's parents behind their back about the engagement? Yeah, I thought that was like flag number one for me, though. I'm like, so first of all, you're excited about proposing to me, but you haven't even told your parents. What is that all about? And then I was convinced that he might have changed those locks because I didn't trust him after I a while. I thought he had changed the locks too when he kept saying, you're using the wrong key. I was like, yep. what type of games are we playing, sir? Exactly, exactly. So the mom goes ahead and throws them an engagement party and it obviously goes to shit. It was scary that Luke still showed up to the party. Like I, I felt 1, like how she felt. Like, are you insane? <laughs> After that Same. display in the office, you still have the audacity to but be But Ashley, I'm not going to lie. It was cathartic when she threw <laughs> that bottle at his face. I mm. was like, something needs to give. I, I, I don't condone violence, but since we are in this world, it felt like finally something, a wake-up call for him because his actions were abhorrent. He had become very aggressive in terms of his behavior and the way he spoke about her and basically saying the only reason why she got that job is because she either slept with the boss or he wants to sleep with her and all this and that. But he's been, he had been alluding to that throughout because the first time that she went and met with him at 2 a.m., he was like, did he touch you? Did he try anything with you? Like that kept coming up as possibly a motivation or reason that she could have possibly gotten this promotion over him. And this comes to a head in the bathroom at this party, right? Like they get into it. She, he ends up shoving her against the door. They have what starts as a consensual sexual encounter and it turns into rape. Flat out. Twas rape. Period. I can't say that I expected it to get to this point because even on my first watch, I think I skipped through. And so I didn't even realize that he had raped her until that final scene between them. And she says that. I was like, hold on, hold on. What did I miss? Because I was just like, at this point, like, let's just cut, cut to the chase. Where are we going? And so then I realized and I went back and watched and saw how it that scene progressed. And I'm like, so again, Luke at his lowest moment of realizing that his ego and all of that have been so inflated and has just been completely, you know, destroyed with Emily telling him like, you're pathetic. You are never going to reach the point that I'm at X, Y, at least with this firm X, Y, and Z. So then- as they always say, rape is not about sex, it's about power. Power. And that was his power. only way to try to restore his power over her, his over dominance her. over her. I have to say, I was looking at Emily's character like, why would you put yourself in a vulnerable position with him at this particular state? Like, I, Never I'm not, 
I, I, I'm not blaming her for it, but I was just like, oh, he literally pushed you against this door. Don't give him the water. <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? But you never, especially because of their relationship, you would have never had your necessarily guard up in the same way you would with a, a man you don't know and you have not had a loving physical relationship mm-hmm. with up until that point. Like, you just wouldn't, I, again, I didn't think that that's where we were going. Like, I thought- they're going to have some hate sex and we're going to move on. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't foresee that it was going to turn into a rape and that is horrific. It made horrific. me so, so sad. It that, was gross. Yeah. That that happened to her like that. So, you know, the next day she's covering up the bruise he gave her from slamming her face into the sink. You know what I'm saying? And yet yeah. he pops up at, at the apartment like, Oh, I'm moving out. I'm about to move to San Francisco. I'm gonna get some money to start my own firm, which by the way, for him to have gone as hard as he has, but have connections to start his own firm, that is wild as fuck to me. <sighs> that is that is one of the wildest things. Well, like they it, alluded to his father having connections or somebody in his family having connections, but yeah. His brother. I'm like, so you mean to tell me you went this hard throughout this whole movie, you blew up your whole relationship and you had the means and connections to go off and do your own thing at the drop of a fucking hat, even with the display you put on in that office, we would be blackballed from the industry, Delora. Easy, easy. But Emily said, oh, you think you about to just pack up your shit and move to San Francisco? Oh, no, no. You're going to apologize to me. So as I said, we start with blood, we end with blood. She drew a knife and she drew blood. She said, you're going to apologize you are going to say that you are nothing. And he did. She's like, I want tears. He was on his knees yet again. You know, I think what's interesting about this story that I do appreciate is so many women aren't able to confront their toxic relationships head on ever of saying like, like, you know how hard I had to work in this relationship just to juggle my real real life hard ass job and your <laughs> emotional state when I get home and you put me through the ringer because of your fragile ego. And now that we are officially over, you're going to act like none of that happened. She's like, oh no, <laughs> somebody got to pay something, you know? You going to play with this blood. Like, either you're going to apologize or I'm going to draw blood. And that's exactly what she did. I mean, to your point, that's my last question was, was this satisfying for you? And I think there was a catharsis that obviously she got a chance to experience in this last scene. Because to her point, he had terrorized her, right? He had terrorized her. And then he raped her. So this was her in the final scene of the movie, taking that power back, using... I mean, again, it's not great that we've had to resort to violence throughout this movie, but using the means she had to to bring this man to his knees and to understand what he's done. But the only thing that I'll say that I felt in this final scene was, is this just going to be a blip in the story of his life? Like in five years, is he going to be the man at his own firm? With his little wife and two kids and a white fucking picket fence? Probably. And she's going to be resorted to 
that crazy ex. That's I don't trust men who call their ex crazy. Oh, no. I think it's definitely impactful to hear about the way, I think I've said this before, the way people react when things end says a lot about character. And so I want to hear about all of it. I want to hear about your feelings and thoughts throughout it all. Because, yes, sometimes people do things and it's messed up and, you know, you have the legit feelings and all of that. But it's important to hear it. It's important to know and to understand because you could be next. Right. So give me any final thoughts you have about this film. Again, I think ultimately this film was essentially like a representation of like (laughs) what powerful women have to go through when navigating relationships, especially from a heterosexual uh, position. I should clarify. It's just, it's it's, it's insanity. And is it like nature versus nurture where it's like, she literally was drinking wine, showering with him, celebrating the rumor that he got that job. They even joked about me or the job and he was like oh it's the job and that was foreshadowing for sure (laughs) like when Um, when it came up about the promotion he was like are you jealous and she was like I was never threatened right that's the difference (laughs) I believed in myself I believed in my talents exactly I do feel like she should have had better boundaries with communicating with her boss. Cause like 2 AM I'm like, Oh no, I'm not answering anybody's phone call at that time. Uh, let alone work. <laughs> like I am sleep, but it was an interesting film. It was definitely a thriller. I was concerned towards the very end though. Cause I'm like, I didn't want him to flip the knife on her because again, he has shown his ability to hurt her physically. So I just didn't know what that was going to end like. And so the way it ended, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I will say I despised Luke. I despised him throughout this, pretty much the entirety of this film. And I felt that Emily lying to her boss about Luke stalking her was so easy to disprove if the boss had wanted to. Because what addresses are y'all putting on your paperwork? Exactly. Y'all live together. Y'all been living together. Do we put, do we put still some other addresses to try to not have a paper trail? You think no one has ever seen you guys together? Like it would have been so easy to disprove. So I would be more... If I were her mindful of that, cautious of that moving forward, obviously she's lucky that that boss basically said, like, I don't care. Yep. I don't care who's who's to blame. The truth is relative. Yeah. He's like, right or wrong. We all step in shit. Just let HR clean it up. It don't matter. Do your job. (laughs) Do what I pay you to do. That's all I need you to do. Make that money. But I think she needs to be more careful because... Again, being in the industry she's in, being a woman, I do think that you have to be able to navigate it and have a a cleaner slate than some of your counterparts. Keep your nose a little cleaner. And, you know, I want to see Emily as a character succeed. So, you know, thinking about the future beyond this movie, I would hope that she would not shit where she eats in the future. Exactly. Tough lesson to learn, though. That was some Tyler Perry level shit. Remember when he gave her AIDS and a limp? I'm like, damn. Oh my gosh. For a woman, never mind. 
she couldn't she couldn't have her a little fair and excursion he said uh-uh. i was gonna say tyler perry always punish women for having sexual agency girl that was some old testament level crap. <laughs> yes it was yes it was what was that called uh confessions of a marriage counselor or something like that a hot mess Vicious. man his his movies had a hold on the early 2000s yeah why did i get married is still a fantastic film i'm telling you i'm telling you that that dinner scene yes yes to this day iconic yep he has some great ones all right delora all right guys that's it for the recap today let us know any thoughts you have about fair play delora time for these hidden gems what you got for the people i have one hidden gem today it's a tiny desk sam smith his tiny desk became available three weeks ago he covered stay with me how do i sleep lay me down and unholy his rendition acapella unholy with his black ass choir behind him <laughs> fire 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 it was a lot of I thoroughly enjoyed it. And that's all I have. Ashley, how about you? I have one as well. I'm reluctant to talk about it just because I feel conflicted now after Googling post movie about the main character, but the movie was good. It's The Burial on Amazon Prime stars Jamie Foxx and Tommy Lee Jones. It's basically a David and Goliath story centered on small business owner that Tommy Lee Jones is playing, going up against a large corporation, trying to run him out of business. Jamie Foxx portrays the lawyer helping to defend him. But it's the real attorney that I Googled thereafter that has given me pause because he's had oh, no. some serious allegations leveled against him. So feel free to watch this film or not watch this film. As I said, I think the film was still good and entertaining, but there's some gray in there with portraying someone on the screen who has some some shady, cloudy reputation. So I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. That's it. That's all. We're out of here. Really quick. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones has had a hold on my movie <laughs> watching uh for a very very long time i didn't know he was still out here acting yes he is yeah journey smollett is in this film as well like i say it's a it's a good film like i we really enjoyed it i even had one of my friends recommended it to me not knowing i'd already seen it my brother was talking about it so like it's it's a good film on amazon prime like i said i just it's murky with the real character and i know that some of the folks who he's represented have felt some type of way about this movie right because you're having like he's he's shown in such a great light in the movie so that's why i say i feel conflicted but the movie itself was really good so anyway We'll get out of here, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a rating or a review on Apple or Spotify. We appreciate it. Share this episode out with people you know, people you don't, social media, all the things. We will be back soon. We're taking a little break next week, but we will be back with more. Stay tuned. We appreciate y'all. As always, be blessed. Bye.